Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Super wild card weekend is upon us. We are hours away. Dozen or so, maybe 15. I don't know, we're getting there. Till Browns, Texans. All is right in the world now that the Houston Texans once again have a game in the playoffs on a Saturday afternoon to kick us off. But it's not TJ Yates under center. It's not uh, Davis Mills. It's a, it's a good one. It's C.J. Stroud against Joe Flacco, and that will lead us into not one, not two, but three days of playoff football. Stay with CBS Sports Radio all weekend for the latest. Be here on Monday when we react to the Eagles either shocking themselves by winning a football game against Tampa or completely melt down and possibly see their coach get fired. Nick Sirianni could get fired if they don't win a game. Mike McCarthy could get fired if they don't win a game. There's a lot on the line coming up this weekend. 855-212-4227. Let's get out to Mark in Nova Scotia. Mark. Hey, Bart and Shep. Thank you again for taking my call. Um, I don't think it matters if Miami had a home game or if they're playing in frigid Alaska-type temperatures, they've proven themselves over the last couple of weeks to be absolutely fraudulent. Um, this is not a – you know what? Like, Miami's at least two years away from being any sort of contender in the AFC. So I don't care where they're playing. They would lose anyway. That's it. Well, they, yeah, they can't beat anybody, and I think the game against Buffalo where they were up, and then then we found out we found out at halftime the playoff schedule, right? And you <laughs> yeah. found out that, okay, the loser of this game is going to have to go to Kansas City, which right. was likely, but then we found out, oh, it's Saturday night when things are going to be really, really cold, and did nobody figure that out on the Dolphins' sideline that – like, how did that not motivate them? They blew a lead once they found that out. Right. I actually think I actually think that the, the loss against the Bills is actually worse than the previous loss on New Year's Eve to the Ravens. So yeah, I love. By the way, I love Mike McDaniel. I I, I love Tua. Um, they're they're at least two years away. Um, doesn't matter. They they could be playing in the warmest climate. They could be playing anywhere. They're gonna lose doesn't matter. They're not ready yet. Um, I do like the Dolphins two years. Give me two years. 
All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend, Mark. Thanks for the call. It is interesting. It This should not affect anything, and I brought this up earlier. Somebody had said it. Um, you know, maybe it was Big Cat or one, someone on Barstool, but I saw this, and they had said, like, quite simply, you know, sometimes, and I, I'm, I'm one of these guys, too, where sometimes in football, like, it's real X's and O's will tell you what's going to happen. It's real X's and O's. You can actually, like, find the result in the research. I do think sometimes you could do that. But you can also have a take that is so obnoxious, but yet so true. And the take was, you know, the Dolphins with those jerseys, they always just look cold in them. And really, that is not the kind of take that you should stake a reputation on. However, it's the kind of take that is proven to be correct a lot. And this weekend, are we not thinking that? You know, record and failures, whatever they were, are we not thinking that the Dolphins are going to go in there and lose because it's cold? If if Kansas City was coming to Miami, we'd be a lot of people would be taking the Dolphins. You know, and they struggled b- with different teams, but a lot of people would be taking the Dolphins. But now they're going to Kansas City, and we still might think, oh, okay, even if they were going somewhere in a dome, we still might think, oh, okay. But it is cold. And it is going to be very cold, like negative 21 wind chill cold. And so there's no reason why we think the Dolphins are going to get it done. I recognize that, you know, some people would listen to a take like, oh, this guy says the Dolphins don't look good jersey-wise. All right. I mean, I'm going to put my money on the Chiefs because of that. And I'm probably going to win. Now, the bigger issue with the Dolphins is that they cannot beat good teams, and that is a narrative that Mike McDaniel did address earlier this week. Again, I I get out in front of narratives because you know that they're going to exist because it's reactionary. So if you lose to um, two good teams down the stretch, you leave yourself vulnerable for people to say that, you can't beat good teams, which will be the case until you do. Now, they did beat Dallas. Um, let's take a look at the teams that they beat and the teams that they did not beat. Um, some would say four, I think they're one the in four they... or one in five against 500 teams or better this year. Well, I wanted to point out their records, too. Right. They lost to Buffalo, 11-6. and six. They lost to Philly, 11 and 6. They lost to Kansas City 11 and 6. They lost they all oh, how they oh that Tennessee game. Oh, that killed them. That Tennessee game. They were up that Monday night. Okay, so Tennessee stinks. They lost to them. Then you lose to Baltimore and you lose to Buffalo. Uh, again, Buffalo 11 and 6 and Baltimore 13 and 4. All right, who'd you beat? Now you beat Dallas. You beat Dallas. Dallas won their division. They were 12 and 5. Who else did you beat? You beat the Chargers. Chargers were 5 and 12. You beat New England. They were 4 and 13. You beat Denver 8 and 9. You beat the Giants 6 and 11. You beat the Panthers 2 and 15. You beat New England again. Ooh. You beat the Raiders. They were what? 8 and 9. 
You beat the Jets again. Suck. You beat Washington four and thirteen. Jets again. I mean, the narrative's the narrative. The narrative's the narrative. There are a lot of teams that do this. They can beat the bad teams and then lose to the good teams. And we'll either classify them as they're a good, bad team. You know, there's a lot of bad teams in this league. Someone's got to beat the other bad teams. And there's a lot of good teams in this league, and someone's still got to lose to them. I think the Dolphins are a bad, good team. I mean, this is a team that scored 70 points one week. The Dolphins are good. The Dolphins can score. The Dolphins can run the football. They've got a great passing attack. The defense can step up when need be. But they can't They can't actually win the games that matter outside of that Dallas one. So, yeah, Chiefs are the favorite. They should be, and they will probably win. I like in that game, I like Isaiah Pacheco to just get the football maybe 37 times. And run, 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 run. Because in the cold, you know, it's, I mean, even in the cold, the cold is such a factor. I think you'd almost rather have win than the cold. When Mahomes throws these footballs and you've already got receivers that can't catch and now he's going to throw and the ball's going to be so hard and the hands are going to be hard. I wonder if in some weird way it will actually help the Chiefs receivers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling cannot catch a pass in good weather. Maybe it's bad weather. Maybe maybe that's what these guys are designed to do. Maybe MVS is like 8 for 93 and Kadarius Tony's like 6 for 100. And they were just not compensating the right way. Maybe this whole time they were cold weather catchers. Maybe that's maybe that's the recipe. 855-212-4227. Ed is in Baltimore. Hey Ed. Good evening, gentlemen. Couple quick points for you. Great show. First of all, we got to take it easy on Matthew Broderick because anybody's career can take a pause when you're responsible for a housewife flying through a window 30 feet on the Autobahn. So that's why his career took a pause. Secondly, you guys there? Yeah, I'm just uh, oh, I'm still trying to get the analogy. silently. <laughs> it, 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 it's true. It's true. It's true. And uh, But, Ed, Ed, shouldn't a guy like that have had more success after making a classic he, like he, Ferris Bueller? No, it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Sometimes you rest on your laurels. You Jim Brown it and you retire. You know? Well, well, let me tell you something. Matthew Broderick wished he was in the vicinity of Jim Brown. Look, Bueller, Bueller. You know how many kids he had skipping school looking for parades? Yeah, but that was 40 years ago. It's time to do something new. Uh, no, nah, he's a, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, secondly, that Tony in Texas with his boots on the ground, he didn't tell you they were Uggs. There is no way in the hell <laughs> Belichick can work for Jerry Jones. You know that's not going to happen, right? You know. No. I don't know. The Parcells right. thing was a good point. Parcells did work for him. Yeah, but for how long? So, so Ed, 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 just very quickly, and Bart, I don't know if you saw this. So, I, you know, there's one person I trust with NFL sourcing more uh, than I do Adam Schefter. Do you know who that is? Tony Boots on the ground? No, besides him. <laughs> oh, okay. Ian, Ian, Ian Rappaport. Now, now, oh, yeah. now, now, Ian Rappaport, now, now, sometimes he can't bother to be interviewed, but I do trust uh, him when it comes to his sources. And okay. he has been on record this week saying to that point, Belichick and Jerry Jones – have a very good relationship. And remember, yeah. and remember, if there is a time in Jerry Jones's life 
yeah. where he can swallow the pride a little bit, knowing they just had the Ring of Honor ceremony with Jimmy Johnson, this would be it. I got you. But Jerry Jones really would have a ring of honor for Barry Switzer if people went for it. He much preferred that relationship. (laughs) All right, another point, gentlemen. The best kicker in football is not in Dallas. You know he's here in Baltimore, right? I know you were just saying that to Boots on the Ground. Uh, Yes, I said that they have the best kicker and (laughs) keep calling him Boots on the Ground. Uh, They have the best kicker and the Packers have the worst, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I believe Brandon Aubrey got the All-Pro Award. Uh, I understand historically and even currently Justin Tucker is um, not bad. In fact, brilliant and a right. future Hall of Famer. Right. Record record, and percentage back again. Yes, there is no yeah. desire, need to accidentally or on purpose uh, slander that needs to be issued to Justin Tucker on the show. We love Justin Tucker. Thank you very much. And why is it only in football that the cold makes things hard? You said, you know, like hands get hard, the ball gets hard. Nothing else in life gets hard in the cold. <laughs> that didn't he's, work. Set, he's setting you up, Bart. He's setting you up there. You're not going to take the bait, are you? I, I applaud that. Oh, no. man, that was, that, that was my best lure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gentlemen, I... I love the show. And I, uh, finally... Like you were talking about things of the past, how we're going to miss things, you know, especially with uh, Belichick leaving and Pete Carroll leaving. What's going to be a thing of the past as soon as Lamar wins his Super Bowl are agents. No, agents will never die. They'll always find their way in. Not with superstars. I mean, that would be great. Ed, thanks for the call, man. That would be great, but I... I don't see how that ever goes away. Ed Ed is very interesting. Ed reminds me of a guy, he almost sounds just like him, of a guy that I've talked to over my shows for a long time. And in fact, he's also on the line. J-Mo in Wisconsin. J-Mo, was that your brother? No, I don't have any ties to... Oh, my God. Oh my. It sounds so much alike. You know what's funny? I answer. I go, CBS Sports Radio, Bart Winkler Show. What you want to talk about? He goes, J-Mo, Wisconsin, I'll talk to Bart about anything. Yeah. It's Friday yeah, that night. Guy, that, guy was, that guy had your kind of jokes, your kind of cadence, your kind of take. So, uh... Do you have Tony two phones? Tony in Texas has called in with this uh, enormous <laughs> trust fund, huh? I mean, I don't know what you're saying, and that might be an inside joke. It's not. He's he's part of the he's he's a he's a produce king. But no, no, you guys, nobody, 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 no, 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 Okay, what what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I want to I want to know, Bart, what's going to make you happy on this uh, 72 hours of football frivolity that is super super wild card weekend. What is it you want to see? What do what I want to see? Heart happy. What would make your heart, the cockles of your heart, shake and enjoy? So, like, not who I think is going to win, but who I want to win? Yeah. Who you? What do you want? What are your wants, Bart? Well, I want the lineups that I set in Daily Fantasy to win money is mainly what I want. 
Um, I just want to see, you know what? We got, we got affiliates all over the country, JMO. I just want to see good competitive football. Oh man, that is such a, uh, national answer. <laughs> you know what you want to see? I, I Okay. Uh, with all due, I want to yeah. see Joe Flacco end up playing against the Ravens. So I guess I want to see the Browns win. I want to okay. see, I want to see obviously our Green Bay Packers get a dub in Dallas. Do I want to see really likely. Uh, I would put it at twenty five percent. I think when's whenever the last four, when time, I, when's the last time the Packers won a playoff game in Dallas? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess the nineteen sixties. Oh, that's a that was a famous game. Even I know that. They won uh, a few years ago. Yeah, Rodgers versus Dak is rookie year. Yeah, Jared Cook on the sideline, Mason Crosby game winner. You know that. Oh, yeah, I have amnesia sometimes when it comes yeah. to the Packers. They also won the Super Bowl in that building, and they won a game there. Rodgers came from behind the year that uh, Anthony Barr broke his collarbone, I think the week after, with the Vikings. Well, you know, you know, most the most important thing of a Packers win is how it affects the stock sale. We all know that. Yeah, I want my dividends to go up this weekend. I want to see the game on Saturday night between the Dolphins and the Chiefs to be one of the most epic games that this sport has ever given us so that everybody who didn't get Peacock feels bad about it because I'm so you pro want to be a, a repeat watching of the football. 1970 Chiefs-Dolphins uh, AFC Championship game? Just like uh, that. Sure. I want to uh, see. Odalak ran wild in that game. I want to like see the Eagles. Will. I want to see the Eagles win because I feel like I'm the only one who thinks that they have a shot. So I want to see that. And I want to see, you know, I'd like to see our friends in Buffalo have a little bit of a run here. After years of saying the window was closed, which I still don't understand. I'd like to see them have a nice run. That is a wish list uh, worthy of Santa. Yeah, is that all right? That is. Did I miss a game? Oh, Rams Lions. Uh, I want to see. I think I want to see the Lions win. You want to see the Lions win? They they haven't. Uh, I mean, they hoisted a banner. I mean, so they can, you know, they could they could have a triple banner this year. Who knows? I mean, the Rams won a Super Bowl a couple years ago with the Lions quarterback. I think that Lions fans are going to go into that game so nervous, so, like, unafraid or so afraid to even enjoy the moment that I would like to see them win so that they can enjoy the following week when they lose. Do you think they'll (laughs) riot if they win? I do not believe so. No, I think, think I so? think that Lions fans are coming into this game with everything that's at stake here. It's a playoff game. They're, Haven't been in one of those in a long time. No, they're just it's gonna be nervous energy. I think that's gonna be the quietest stadium this weekend. They're gonna be I mean, they'll they'll get up in the beginning and stuff, but the minute Matt Staff, if they if they go down seven nothing, ooh. It's gonna get shaky in there. It's gonna be sweaty in there. Yeah. All right, J-Mo, uh, thank you to you and your brother for both calling me tonight. Yes, and, and say hi to Boots on the ground and ask him, you know, how big that trust fund is. <laughs> I mean, you can talk to him yourself, J-Mo. Thank you. Um, 
I, I mean, if we got inside jokes between callers, I don't know what's going on, but that is fine. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. Shep's here, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855 212 4227. 855 212 4227. I've been waiting for a night like tonight. I thought things are going a little too smoothly on the show. I thought things are going. Uh, a little too well. I'm having a good time engaging with people that are calling in. Uh, I'm having a great time getting to know the takes of Shep, uh, some which I find just to be very brilliant, some which I am not quite understanding, but we're all we're all in that boat. Um, and then I figured out well, sometime people will realize hey, this is just this isn't, guy's not this isn't just a one day thing. I guess this guy's here now. A tweet telling me that I'm the name of a guy that ate glue and spends time in lockers. I bet your parents had you on a leash as a kid. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. I just just think sports bring us together. Why you got to go there, man? Hey, that one radio host cried the other night. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Let's get to... Emily in San Diego. Hello, Emily. Hello, Bart. How are you? I am. It, uh, I guess I, I, I'm I'm okay, Emily. I'm okay. Are you sure? It seems like oh, you're getting a lot of uh, full moon people tonight. Uh, one of the things I'd like to talk to you about is the cold weather. Uh, I lived 18 years in Park City, Utah. Okay, ski area. Uh it was absolutely cold. Now, I lived 10 years in Kansas City, about five miles away from there. Now, I can tell you that the things are cold, but that doesn't stop the chiefs. You know, they know the cold weather. Um, things are going to happen, but I think that the dolphins are not prepared for the cold weather. But... uh I believe the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> I think so, too. I think it's absolutely like the cold weather really is all I need to know. And when I brought up that take and I mentioned uh, Big Cat at Barstool, and I'm, I, I, I mentioned it because I agree with it. I think the Chiefs are going to win. The Dolphins all year have showed that they can't beat good teams outside the Cowboys who have showed that they can't play on the road. And so I don't see the Dolphins. I just don't see the Dolphins playing well in the cold, and part of it's the jerseys. I think that, I know that sounds weird, but I do believe that. The Chiefs are more equipped for this. I think that as good as the Dolphins' offense is, like, I really think a big night for Isaiah Pacheco's in store, and the Chiefs, if they know how to do one thing, it's win playoff games at home. I feel almost like this might be the game I'm the most confident in. Yeah, it's, uh... It's just exciting, and I just can't wait to take time off from work, watch the game, and go back to work. So you're right. Um, 
have a good night. And, uh, Chef, you have a good night, too. And you too, Emily. All righty. Good night. All right, Emily. And I wouldn't say uh, it's full moon callers, but I have noticed there are Monday through Thursday callers and there are Friday callers. And I appreciate and love them all. But that is right, Shep. I mean, have you is that is that fair to say? You've been doing this a while. Yes. Well, there's one particular caller, and we love him. He is a Monday through Friday caller, and we have plenty of those here. Oh, and why don't I go to him right now? And that is Greg <laughs> in Michigan. Greg. Hey, Bart, Shep, Mister Positive. Hey, you guys. We got the biggest storyline in in Michigan for the past thirty thirty five years. Um, Stafford versus Goff. I think they mirror each other. Um, uh, I wonder if it's about the coach. Will McVay outcoach Campbell? I love Campbell. I love our team. Most everybody thinks that uh, the Lions are going to win. I just feel that Stafford has a little bit more to prove. Um, uh, but they both do. Um, obviously, Goff hates uh, – uh, McVeigh probably, you know, they made up, but and then uh, Stafford not winning here, he's got something to prove, you know. I mean, they mirror each other, and I'm just, I'm so up in the air. I feel like whoever has the ball last uh, is going to win, um, and some people think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I think it's going to be too tight, but you know. Uh, 65,000 pa- uh, fans, I think the decibel level, we're going to break the record. So, Bart, Shep, um, what do the Lions need to do to beat Stafford? Because they both give up the ball. And um, where is the greatest, um, uh, I guess, positive uh, thing that each team has? And who's going to win this game? And how? Okay, that I was. I'm ready to answer your first question. I got a second, then a third, and then how? You give me a fourth, right. Greg. I apologize, Bart. Well, well, here's the thing. Well, let, let's let's put it, let's put it this way, Greg. And I I can tell Greg's had a long day. And I, Greg, I appreciate yeah. you always staying up with us, my friend. Bart, I don't know yeah, if you hey, attest Greg, to this. Greg, me too. Um, the Lions have the best player on the field, and you haven't mentioned his name. And I and I I know Naku is great for the Rams. I know Stafford's a Hall of Famer. Um. Amon Ross St. Brown is the best player on that field, and they're playing at home. I don't see this game being all that close. You like the Lions big? I I, I do, man. I do. Like, I I really think what happened to them against Dallas is going to be even more of a rallying cry. I think they feel like they should have been the number one seed, not the number three seed. And I think that's going to play out in the playoffs. Whoa, Shep. Whoa. Um, Bart, what say you? Before I hang up, uh, thank you for taking my call. Love you guys, and everyone go for your dreams. Want to hear your take, Bart? Uh, yeah, you know what uh, I'm thinking of here, and Greg, again, thanks for the call. Here's what I'm thinking of, Shep, and I don't know how much this is going to play into effect, but when we talk about this game, it's kind of interesting because I think the first thing we look at is Matt Stafford, right? Is that not the first talking point? He was in Detroit sure. a long time. Sure. He went to L.A. He won a Super Bowl with the Rams, okay? And that's the first point. Then you're like, oh, wait a minute. 
He got traded for Jared Goff. And then you think of Jared Goff. Here's the difference, though. The coach that Jared Goff had that essentially did not want him is Sean McVay, who's still there. Correct. Matt Stafford's looking across the sideline. It's Dan Campbell. He didn't have him. It's not going to be the same for Stafford as it is for Goff, where Stafford's got to come in and, hey, it's all these fans that love me, and now I'm going to try to to break their hearts. The Lions have more like – they've got. I think they have more working against them. They've got whatever's going on in Goff's head – They've got the fans that I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna be pumped up and I've been in these games as a fan where you're like, we just I don't care. I I'd wanna win, but we can't lose. And it's nervous energy the whole time. And the players do f- at least feed on or pick up on it if that if not it affects them. And then you've got the whole um situation with how the Rams are with nothing to play for or nothing to lose. And the Lions did have that thing against the Cowboys and things are already working against them. I feel like the Lions are the better team. But even though it's in Detroit, which I don't know how much that matters, it's a dome stadium. And the crowd, again, I don't think will be, and I hope I'm wrong. I would like to be surprised. I would like to, I would like to see the Lions crowd start to finish. Maybe I'm thinking my own insecurities and projecting it on them. But I think the Rams have a lot more going for them in this game, specifically this game, than the Lions do. I might actually lean towards the Rams. I mean, the Rams had a very favorable schedule towards the end. And they played against a 49ers team that, again, had the one seed clinched by Week 17. So their 10-7 and record really doesn't reflect how average they are. Um, I know offensively they're special. I know Stafford can still sling it. I know he's played a lot better in the months of November, December. Um but that's a defense that gives up a lot of points, and we know the Lions team is one of the more explosive offenses in the NFL. Bart, talent's going to win here. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. There's just so much working against the Lions. Like? The, you, th- you think the head, the head space that uh, Matt Stafford and Sean McVay but the Rams have talent. The, Ra- the Rams might have the best. Hold on. Let me think of it before I say it. Let me think of it before I say it. Right. Uh, they might have the best. Who am I forgetting? Well, well you're talking about okay. Kyron. You're, you're talking yes. about Kyron Williams. Yes, okay, and I was going to forgive McCaffrey. He's been unbelievable. But they might have the right. best running back in the playoffs. Uh, Gibbs and Montgomery, but that's a that's, at least this weekend, right? But but if you talk about the one-two combo, the Lions have the better running game. Now, to your point, the Rams ha- might have the best running back, who came on like gangbusters in the second half of the season. In Kyron Williams, shout out to the great Irishman uh, from from South Bend. He's been unbelievable. And obviously, you have individuals like Nakua, who's been historically great as as a rookie. And you can't obviously sleep on Cooper Cup. Um, but I still go with the talent of Detroit. You're telling me, and listen, we haven't even mentioned Aaron Donald. So they have yeah. talent. The Lions have more of it. And I know that's a very simple explanation, but the Rams had a very favorable schedule in the second half of the year. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs. The 49ers, by the way, they're responsible for Pete Carroll getting shown the door because if they actually show up and play the Rams in Week 18, it's Seattle making the playoffs. It's going to be a good game, I think. I don't, I don't see blowout either way. I see good game. Some people were like, why is this a Sunday night game? And I think it's more than the narrative. I I think this will be a good one. I think this is going to be one to remember. 855-212-4227. More on the playoffs. More from you guys. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. David Shepard's here, great to be with you tonight. I hope that feeling is mutual. Um, Big night, big weekend in the NFL coming up with Super uh, Wildcard Weekend. One thing we were talking about earlier was what happened in Chicago. They honored the 95-96 team. They've got a ring of honor now. And Michael Jordan couldn't come, and Scottie Pippen couldn't come, and Dennis Rodman couldn't come. Tried to, but the weather was bad. And it was. Some send videos, Michael and Dennis Rodman. But it was a nice way to celebrate, you know, all the accomplishments back then, as everybody kind of got to do during the last dance. And that documentary on ESPN, of course. And maybe that documentary didn't paint Jerry Krause in a nice light. Maybe there's a lot of people throughout that era that have bad things to say about Jerry Krause. Uh, That's fine, you know. Um, but his he's dead, and his wife is not, and she was there, and he got booed when they showed his picture. And his wife, I mean, I don't know how I've ever, if I've ever felt as bad for someone in a, like that I didn't know. I just felt so, she's just like, why did I come here? What, what is this? Why are you doing this? I miss this guy. He was the love of my life. You're booing him because of sports, because we didn't get a seventh title. You're booing him. I mean, I would like a seven more minutes with this man. He's being booed. Billy Ray is in California. Hey, Billy Ray. How we doing out there, guys? What's up? So anyway, I I was born and raised in Chicago, southwest side, graduated Simeon with Bobby Simmons. Um Listen, the way that Chicago reacted to Jerry Krause is absolutely disgusting. Now, with that said, he kind of ruined basketball for Chicago when he took Eddie Curry, so on and so forth, and he is a little bit of a disgrace. But but I just want to get your take. Look, if you don't like someone, speak the truth. And if you do like someone, same thing. So at the end of the day, yeah, his wife there. But he ruined basketball for Chicago, and if the fans don't like him, they got to be true to themselves. What's your thought? Well, the guy's dead, and he's not going to hear the booze, and his wife's there. So what are you, like, who is going to, what's going to change from booing? What, what, what are you going to, you're not accomplishing anything. I hear what you're saying. What you're accomplishing is you're telling the truth. So No, that, I get that, that too. I get that too. Yeah, Billy, I get that. Billy Ray, so, I, got, know, I got a question for you. You, yeah, yeah, you, you, you call a lot. You're, 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 you, you know what you're talking about. I get that. You're very, you're very respectful. You respect Stacey King, right? I, I love Stacey King. Okay. Yes. You, you respect, you respect Steve Kerr. Of course, I respect okay. Steve Kerr. Those guys who were obviously brought in because of Kraus are adamantly hurt and torn and disgusted with the city of Chicago and how they went about treating his widow. It's one thing to think a certain way about Jerry Krause. It's another thing to treat his widow that way and to treat his memory that way in, a, in, a, in, in the one opportunity that Chicago had to publicly honor him. Like, there, there's, a cer- there's a certain semblance of class that you need in this, in this world, and I would expect a lot better from that Chicago sports fan base. To your point, yes, he did ruin a potential 7th and 8th NBA championship. I will give you that. But he did do a lot more good than he did bad for the city of Chicago. Shep, and he Shep, deserves listen, a lot better I, than that. Shep, I agree with you. And, and my mind is a little bit changed based on what you said. Because I, I respect you and you. What about what I said? 
You were real nice, man. But look, we just getting to know each other. Shep and I have a little bit more of a relationship. <laughs> okay, now, no, that's with fair. That, that's now, with that said, two educational points. First of all, when I called the other night, I mentioned Shep getting knocked out by being looked at by Mike Tyson. I brought up the name Peter McNeely. Shep, he was the white boy that they, he had the comeback that walked into Mike Tyson's punch for like a free $400,000. So with that said, I just want to make one last point before I go. Unfortunately, karate is not in the next Olympics. But if you do Google the name Daniel Weber, he is a fighter out of Redondo Beach by way of New Jersey. He would have been the next Daniel son, if you will. And I think he's going to switch over to MMA. Just keep your eye open for him. I really appreciate what you guys do. Thank you so much. I'll call again soon. All right. And uh, as you mentioned, Shep, uh, Steve Kerr did talk after the game. Remember, he was a part of all those Bulls teams, well, some of them. But he was there because of Jerry Krause, and he was there tonight with the whole thing. This is true. true. And John Patton, look, he made John Paxson what he is in a way. So there's respect. There's respect from the fans. They just acted a fool. Shep, you make a good point, and I appreciate it. We appreciate you, Billy Ray. You have a good night, my man. Thank you for the call as always. That's Billy Ray. Here is uh, Steve Kerr. His name got booed at halftime during the ceremonies. Just what was your reaction? I, I didn't hear it i was in the locker room but somebody just told me about it and it's shameful it's absolutely shameful um i cannot believe um i'm devastated for thelma and for uh the Krause family what what can we possibly be thinking um i cannot believe um that the fans and you you have to understand when you hear booze it's not all right so the fans who booed um they know who they are, and that's um, to me. It's it's absolutely shameful, and I, I'm I'm devastated by that um, because it, it's just what what are we doing? You know, whether whether you, you know people liked Jerry or not, whether they disagreed with uh, the decision to you know to move on from the whatever the I mean, like, we're here to celebrate. Um, that team, Jerry did an amazing job building that team um, tonight was, and last night was all about the joy and the, uh, the love that that team shared with the city. And I'm so disappointed in the fans. And I want to be specific because there were lots of fans, I'm sure, who did not boo. But those who booed, um, they should be ashamed. That's strong words from Steve Kerr. I do wonder also, Shep, I wonder how many people, like, Jerry Krause, if he was a very influential person, obviously, but how many people found out about Jerry Krause? How many people know who Jerry Krause is and how their view of him is through a documentary that everybody watched right. during a pandemic? You how know, many Bulls fans there do we think tonight were, uh, you know, real eager and alive and apart and live and die with every game? And how many know from a very heavily Michael Jordan-influenced docuseries? Yeah, and and look, I I think to your point, yes, obviously Michael is the god, he's the emperor, he's the pharaoh uh, of Chicago sports. You know, when you see – different circumstances, clearly. But when you see Michael Jordan – I was actually talking about this with Hickey and and, and Marco because it's funny – as much playoffs as there is right now, as much coaching changes, this actually seems to be the biggest national story right now is how the fans treated the widow of Jerry Krause when Jerry Krause was finally put in the ring of honor. The, the two questions I would have is, why did it take so long for him to get there? 
I don't understand that for the life of me. He hasn't been part of the Bulls organization in decades. Obviously, he's been deceased for a while. But the other point to that is, why couldn't Michael have showed up? And I think that would have gone a long way to smooth this over. Now, to that to that point, Bart, Michael and Scotty can't be in the same room anymore, right? We, we, both right. Agree on, we both agree on that. So we understand why both didn't show up. But why couldn't one of those guys showed up? And if the guy that was going to show up was to show up, it should have been Michael. Because Scotty and, and, and Krause really had acrimonious relations and tensions because of Scotty being like the hundred-something paid player when he was the third or fourth best player. And they didn't give him the deal in 97, 98. And that was well documented in the last dance as well. Um, but, man, if Michael just would have shown up. And I, and I, I know Kobe and him were like, well, like, you know, brothers – and there's, he showed up at Kobe's funeral, and we saw Jordan just completely, completely open up and show all kinds of vulnerability when he was speaking on Kobe's behalf. And you wish 1% of that was given towards Jerry Krause on this particular evening, and none of this would have happened. I mean, it's a celebration in and of itself. Maybe just, like, don't boo. I, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm somebody who, like, if I'm not, be, I'm not being all anti-boo. I'm really not being all anti-boo. When Craig Council comes back to Milwaukee as a Cubs manager, I'm going to boo him. <laughs> I'm going to boo him very loudly. But you're not going to boo him when he passes away and his widow's showing up to honor if his If they memory. ever honor the Brewers <laughs> and they go, and Craig Council, I'll like make sure first that none of his family's there. <laughs> and I'll make sure she's not like, I mean, she. the weather's bad tonight. You got to get her to this building. She went through all this trouble for a nice fond memory of the man she thinks about when she wakes up and when she goes to bed and all the moments in between and she had to be subjected to that say what you want about Jerry Krause Thelma Krause did not deserve it CBS Sports Radio Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 